Hi, and welcome to my CBT podcast. This is Dr. Julie Osborne. I'm so happy you're with me. I hope everyone's staying safe and well, getting through this pandemic. Goes on and on, but hopefully we'll get to an end. So tonight I wanted to start with one of my reviews, which I really appreciate. I know I'm always asking you guys to go on Apple Podcasts and rate and review. So I wanted to read one from Sergeant Preston. Great advice. I love Dr. Osborne's podcasts. Each one of them has little gems of helpful advice, and it's all practical stuff. Everyone can benefit from these, whether they're dealing with big or small issues. Dr. Osborne helps you deal with your thoughts so that you can see things more clearly to balance your life. The podcasts touch on a variety of subjects that apply to lots of different situations. But even if it's not your exact situation, I find the advice is always applicable somehow. Thank you, Dr. Osborne, for reaching out this way to help so many people. So thank you, Sergeant Preston. That's a great review. I love it. I'm glad you can find it helpful and practical and all the things I wanted, right? I always say my intention is to leave you guys with something you can use at the end of each podcast. So it sounds like it's working, which makes me really happy. An email I got from Margaret was asking me to talk about being able to deal when trust is an issue in relationships. And that she went through some different situations that really affect her being able to trust. And she wasn't sure how to get through and to make it, you know, better again. So specifically, she said her question is, how do you deal with the fear of being taken advantage of, fear to open up and stop being so cautious? She said due to a few past experiences, she feels it's hard to build trust in relationships. She tends to get defensive or guarded if the argument goes in an undesirable way more so when it reminds her of some wrongdoing done in the past. The mind tends to shut off or project that on the new person, which she knows is wrong. So lesser ability to trust, easily due to hurt in the past. She says she's being hypervigilant, even though a person is really good in intimate relationships. Ideally, she wants to relax, step out of her fear, having issues over trust, wanting to know how someone can get there. Also, is assertiveness a way to express your needs to build trust a good solution and how to go about it. So she had a lot of questions about trust and a lot of great questions because trust is a really big issue for a lot of us. And it makes it really hard to go forward when we've been in a relationship where the trust was broken. That could be in an intimate relationship with your partner. Obviously, that could be with a friend, you know, coworkers. If you were working somewhere where they always said, you know, you're always going to have a job here and then they lay you off. There's trust. So there's, you know, a million different ways of having issues with trust. So I want to talk about that a little bit tonight. And I also want to talk a little bit more about resiliency, which I think we can intertwine with dealing with trust issues. So always using our cognitive behavioral therapy tools, right, is we want to know what are your thoughts why is it that you don't trust someone going forward, right? So let's say if, you know, you were in a relationship where your partner cheated on you, because that's super common and that's a really hard one to get past with new people, right? So the situation is you've been cheated on, right? And your moods are probably fearful and sad and frustrated and scared when you're going to try to get into a new relationship or start dating again, for example. So what are your thoughts about it? This person is going to cheat on me. I can't trust others. 
If I trust them, I'll only get hurt. People don't have good intentions. I'm not strong enough to deal with this again. Right? So these are all what we call our hot thoughts. Remember, your hot thoughts are thoughts that aren't 100% true. And those are all legit thoughts. It's not like they're weird because, you know, you were cheated on. So, of course, you're going to have these thoughts about not trusting others, not being able to handle it and all the things that I said. But remember, we want to get to a point where we can balance out our thoughts, right? And what happens is when you go through a situation, for example, if someone cheats on you, is that you end up projecting your fears onto everybody else. So what I mean by that is that if Tom cheated on you and then you meet Joe, you're going to project all your fears onto Joe. He's going to do the same thing to me, right? It's going to happen again because that's just what happens in my relationships. Or, you know, I know it sounds sexist, but, you know, women might think, oh, all men cheat. So, by the way, just throw a little statistic in there. It's 50-50 with men and women cheating. So, I know guys get more of the assumption that it's more them, but it's actually 50-50 out there. But so, whatever the situation is, I'm just using uh, this as an example that we're going to project that onto the next person that we're going to be with. Okay? So, we want to be aware of what are my thoughts and if they're hot thoughts. Because... I'll never be in another relationship, right? If I think someone's always going to cheat on me, I'm just like stuck. I'm done. There's no moving forward. So a few things to add to that. Once, you know, we want to figure out our thoughts, we need to start balancing them out, right? So I want you to figure out, okay, let me take my hot thought that, you know, this person's going to cheat on me as well, or all people are going to cheat, whoever I go out with. So what evidence do I have for that? Well, you can say, you know, my first boyfriend, say, for example, right, we're saying Tom you know, cheated on me. And that's evidence I have. But that's all you have, because you're making all these assumptions about other people. The evidence that you don't have about Joe cheating on you or anybody else you go out with, right, is that this is a new person in my life. You know, I have no evidence that he's going to hurt me. I can take it slow. I don't have to jump into anything. I can also share my concerns with him based on what I went through maybe share more of my needs I need regarding communication so I feel safe. And again, you know, maybe you need to choose how slow the relationship's going to go. And maybe there's some little steps I could take regarding trusting him, regarding communicating about certain things. So our balanced thought would be that although I have been cheated on before, I don't have any evidence that this new person, and I just need to know how to take care of myself and go slow and know that it's important for me to be in a relationship. I want to be in a relationship. I want to have a companion. I want to be close with somebody. And for me to be able to give them that chance. And that's that more balanced thought. So that's basically, you know, using the thoughts, moods, behaviors, possibly physical corrections. And the environment is the dating part for you to look at that and have balanced thoughts, right? Other things to do regarding trust is, you know, if you're not ready, you may need to take more time to get through your grief. Right. I, I have a podcast regarding grief that you can listen to that can help with that. But sometimes, you know, we go too fast into another relationship, for example, because we just don't want to feel the pain. And we just want to kind of put that band-aid that I talk about a lot from going from how I feel to what I do, right? Mood and behavior. Then I'm just going to put a band-aid on this and get someone new, and then I don't have to deal with the pain of what I just had and what I lost. So you might just, you know, maybe you're not ready if you're going to be that worried and that suspicious. Because what you're going to do is you're just going to end up sabotaging any new relationship because you don't trust that person based on your past. So maybe you just need to take a little more time to heal and that's okay. 
I talk about in my grief podcast, you know, there's no time frame on grief. Everybody has their own time frame. And you want to learn how to communicate better, right? You listen to, you know, you're right and so am I. It's going to talk to you about how to communicate better with people. And that's going to be really important. And also to see, you know, what were some of the signs maybe from the last relationship that maybe you minimized or didn't want to bring up because you're afraid it would cause a problem in the relationship. That's all the communication. So when you have issues with trust, you want to look at the whole picture and say, what happened here? And sometimes we just get screwed over. Sometimes we lose that job or sometimes we really thought we could trust somebody and they end up gossiping about it to somebody else. I mean, sometimes, you know, I'm not saying it's always your fault that you played a part in it, that there's just some people out there that aren't trustworthy. But you want to look at the circumstance and see if, you know, kind of hindsight's twenty twenty. if you can look back and say, was there anything that I was seeing? So again, it takes time. I think if you are raised in an environment where you felt trustworthy, you could trust the people in your life, that that allows you easier to trust. I think if you were raised in a home where people didn't trust each other and people did, you know, bad things to each other, your parents, maybe someone cheated on, you know, your mom or dad, that that just feeds into that difficulty with trust. And people are two different ways with trust, I find. You either trust people and you wait till see if something happens and then you don't trust them. Or the opposite is some people don't really trust others and it takes time to build that trust. And either way is okay. You know, not one's better than the other. It just kind of depends who you are as a person and for you to understand that. But I would say taking you know, some baby steps when she was asking about being assertive, being assertive is always a great way to communicate. Remember, being assertive is not about getting the other person to agree with you. It's just you sharing your views, your thoughts, your feelings, so that the person understands where you're coming from. So assertiveness is a good way to express your needs, to build trust, to get started, and seeing where that person comes from, and if they are willing to communicate back with you. So it's taking baby steps, being true to yourself. Honoring yourself is one of the most important things. I know I've talked about, I believe that if you really ask yourself, am I honoring myself in this situation, that you're going to know if you're honoring yourself or not, because it's just a feeling we have within. If we're not speaking up, if we're not setting boundaries, if we're not being honest with ourselves or the other people in our lives, that's not honoring yourself. And if you can't honor yourself, you won't be able to have a really good relationship and really be happy because that's the first place to start, right? We have to honor ourselves and be true to ourselves. And, and that's what I want from people in my life. My husband, my kids, my family members, my friends, my coworkers. I want them to honor and respect themselves because our relationship is going to be better. I'm going to do that for myself. And if they can do that for themselves, we're going to have a good relationship because everybody has to take care of themselves. It's not about me being there to fix anybody and vice versa. We're there to help each other and support each other and to grow but we're not there to fix each other. That's what we have to do for ourselves. You know, that's what this journey is about, about our life, is making ourselves feel loved, having self-respect, having good boundaries in our lives, honoring ourselves, speaking up when we need to, knowing when it's time to leave an environment that's not healthy for us, whatever that might look like. You know, that's us, and that's what we can bring to all of our relationships. And that's what healthy relationships can be. It's not about you managing your partner's anxiety. 
It's about your partner managing their own anxiety and you just being there for support. That's what a healthy relationship is. And that's what can build trust. If I know in my marriage that my partner is doing everything he needs to do to be healthy and well and be able to be there for me, then I'm not worrying about what he's doing, if he's doing the right thing, if he's taking care of this. I just trust that he is, right? There's that word trust. And he trusts me that I know how to take care of myself and be true to myself so that I can be there for him. So it all really starts with ourselves. Things happen to us and we get hurt and people hurt us. That is true. And sometimes we have to kind of start over and say, you know, I did not see that coming. How can I start to trust others and to put things into context that that particular person hurt me and didn't really care about the effects and didn't honor our relationship? I have to honor me and I have to find someone else that's like that, that honors themselves and build that trust in our relationship so we can go forward. You know, I know when a lot of relationships end, I've been there myself, you think, oh my God, this is it. I'm never going to meet anybody else. I'll never have feelings for anybody else like this. And the truth is, 95% of the time, people do find people that do make them feel a lot better and they're happier with and you love even more than you could imagine. But when you're in that pain and you lose that trust, you know, it's devastating. You need to give yourself that time to grow and heal. But just know that if you grow and you heal, you will just bring a healthier person into your world. It's just an energy, I believe, we put out there. And when you bring someone healthier in, you're going to have a healthier relationship, right? So give yourself time, self-compassion, some grace, some love, right? Honoring yourself, you will definitely get there. And when you're having your negative moods, first thing you want to do is ask yourself, what am I thinking? And is it even true? And where is the evidence to support it? And where is the evidence not to support it? So I can have more balanced thinking. And also looking at my environment. Am I in a good environment? Am I in a place that I can start to nurture and care for myself? And to reach out for the support I need to go through that difficult time and share and talk about your feelings with a safe person. And that can be another area of trust. And maybe, you know, that's another good thing you can do as well is what other people in my life do I trust so that I can see that there are trustworthy people out there? Maybe it wasn't the ex-boyfriend, the ex-girlfriend, but there's other people in my life that I can trust and I know what it looks like and I know what it feels like. And I can use that to go forward. So that's a good place to get started. Again, you always want to, you know, go back to your CBT tools. They will not fail you. Your thoughts are creating your moods based on whatever situation you're coming out of. And then your physical reactions, it's all connected, right? Your thoughts, your moods, behaviors, your physical reactions, your environment. And we want to always be playing those things in our head to make it all come together. So we just don't react off of our moods. So if trust is an issue, give yourself time. You will get to the other side. Trust in yourself. That's the first place to start, right? And again, you will bring better people into your life and gravitate and reach out to the people that you do trust in your life and take baby steps. So 
My mantra is always I share is make decisions based on what's best for you, not how you feel. You can always reach out to me if you have more questions, if I didn't answer something completely, if you have any other thoughts, any suggestions for shows. You can go to mycbtpodcast at gmail.com. My website is mycognitivebehavioraltherapy.com. There's videos and newsletters, more information on what CBT. A lot of great stuff is on there as well that you can learn and can help you build the tools that you're looking for. So you can always call me at my office. I'm at 949-224-3136. And again, I'd be more than happy to talk to you and take the time and hopefully set you in a good direction. And again, I would appreciate if you go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review, and send in any questions or suggestions. So again, stay safe, be well, and we'll talk again next week. Whoa, Poe Productions.